Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. If you like a determiner, family, pet, ancestry. If you like that joke that I made and then bought a URL because it made me laugh. Anyway, let's do the credits. Mike Rickberg composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah Cohen. He will sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Uh... Vilmos fixes the website, JackieCation.com, and Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio. There are many ways to support the show, including buying the items that are advertised if they are of any interest to you. I check them out, try to make sure that they are good. So that's what you should do if you like the, the idea of some of the items that are being advertised. You could also just donate to the show if you like. The PayPal buttons are on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com, and you can just donate to the show. I haven't made it super easy for you to donate regular, but I think PayPal has. You can also Venmo me money if you don't like PayPal. My email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com for such an event. You can support the show by using the Amazon button or banner on JackieCation.com or DorkForest.com. It's just a portal. Brings you over to Amazon. You order like normal. It supports the show. Other ways is you can get merch. If you like the idea of a Dork Forest t-shirt, there's two different styles. All the shirts that I sell on JackieCation.com are union-made here in America, so they run a little big, just so you know. They're Bayside Union t-shirts out of Arkansas. So, other than that, you can just talk up the show. You could review it on iTunes or tell your friends and family, this type of thing. You do whatever you need to do to support the show. On the merch page, you if you want to support my stand-up comedy, you can buy my CDs or DVD. Everything's available digitally on Amazon and iTunes and all the places where you, where you download audio. Because you can stream it on Spotify and Pandora and all of those things. And my DVD is actually streaming if you don't want to own a hard copy of the DVD, which is only available on JackieCation.com. But if you only want to stream it and just watch it, it's called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. It is a version of that hour. And it is on ComedyFilmNerds.com on their store page. If you have listened to all of the episodes of The Dork Forest, there are probably a dozen or 20 premium episodes over at TheDorkForest.BandCamp.com. They're just live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks to put up. So um, I charge you a couple of bucks. But there's hundreds and hundreds of free episodes. But if you run out, you can go to TheDorkForest.BandCamp.com and get some live episodes if you like. There is a calendar on JackieCation.com that tells you where I'm doing stand-up comedy. Follow me on Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram and all the things, at JackieCation. Enough. Let's get into the show. Hey, I'm in my living room, you guys, in Van Nuys with Emma Arnold, stand-up comic. New York City? No, I'm from Boise, Idaho. Damn it. <laughs> Remember how we keep meeting each other? Yeah, we do. We always are kind of bumping into each other and then being like, and hello, so nice to meet you. <laughs> exactly. One time after another. It's going to be amazing. I think the last time I saw you was at Sumac Tolgalker's uh, bookstore, bookstore gig show, yeah. over in Echo Park, I yep. think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he was on The Dork Forest. Was he? Yes. His dorkdom was Saved by the Bell, the oh, TV show. fun. Huh. Yeah. He, he, uh, I learned more about it because I'm... That's a window that I missed. Yeah, uh, me too. Saved by the Bell. I wasn't allowed to watch TV, so I'm always like, 
uh, way behind on anything like that. Right. What will like, it be? You'll you'll think to yourself. Yeah. I wonder what it's about. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it someday. I, pro- I won't. Never. I won't. Never. Yeah. Uh, somebody, <laughs> I might have been Karen Kilgariff or somebody, but somebody just tweeted, it's just easier to lie. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that. I love it. I, I love it. No, oh, you don't so like it? Good. It's terrible. I, You're I right. It. it was the worst show I've ever seen. <laughs> I think, wait a minute, I'm moving your mic. A little farther? Uh, a little closer. Okay. And I think, weird screen. Okay. So, let me... Uh, Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Okay. That's great. Okay. You guys, you saw behind the curtain, Rangers, you can handle it. <laughs> so um, here's my thing about MR. It is I am a road trip at I am a road trip and EmmaArnoldComedy.com. And uh, the first time I saw you, I think, was at that weird Nebraska gig yes. of Eddie Brills. Yes. Yeah. That I had uh, quite honestly no business being at. I believe <laughs> I had been doing comedy for like eight months at that point. Really? Yeah. But I had a great tape. You had a great tape. <laughs> and Eddie Brill is Eddie Brill. Is Eddie Brill. So um, yeah. there are – you're good-looking people is what yeah. I'm, tr- I'm going to no, let you in on. I am totally aware of why I was at that <laughs> festival. They had a last-minute dropout, and I got the call. Do you want to come do comedy at this uh, festival where everybody is amazing and has been doing comedy for 30, 30 years? 30 years, yes. And you are an infant. But actually, I had a great time and right. learned a ton. Like right. watching everybody, I was just like – and you know what? It, it paid in. a nickel. So yeah, uh, they he should have paid you to come to that thing. Oh, he did. We all I, deserve to be paid thirty yeah, thousand uh, dollars. Yeah. You got a thousand for eight months, <laughs> and I should have gotten thirty thousand for thirty, 30 years. Yeah. But I also got a thousand for also, thirty years. Also, no offense to Brad Wenzel, who I love so much, but I thought you should have won that festival. Oh, uh, he was really great. He was really great, but you knocked it so out of the park, and I was even just like. Oh my god! Like oh, I was, that's thank you so much. Yeah. It was Brad, uh, me, and then Rob Hayes. Oh, that's right. And those two guys, so I funny. had never met them, or maybe I have. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but the thing is, is I was psyched that I won second because you got an extra thousand. Oh, right. you got more money, uh, and you didn't have to come back the next year. Oh, that's yeah. That was a strong and as stuff. much as uh, parts of Nebraska are, are a delight. Why would they fly you into Omaha and drive you two and a half hours? Yeah. That's the dumbest thing in the world. So I don't know if you remember, but I bombed so hard at the I festival don't remember that, but you've that that my host family abandoned me. Do you wow. remember how they had a host family who drove yes. you around? I they I never saw him again. I wish I would have eaten it. Uh, they were perfectly <laughs> nice people. I I the only thing that I remember was that I went to the wrong there was a social event uh, obligation mm-hmm. and a Several, sh- yeah. during a show. Like there was a first show and a second show, and I didn't know I was on the first show, so I went to the social obligation for the. Oh. And I was sitting through it, and they were like, "Aren't you on the show?" And I was like, "Wait, how do I get, how do I get there?" And they said, "Well, first of all, this town is the size of a postage stamp; it's going to be fine." <laughs> Second of all, and then this very drunk woman goes, "I'll drive you." One of the moms, and I said, "You're not you're not driving. You've had four glasses of wine. I'm good. Uh, anyone else can drive me." And everyone looked shocked, but because I was raised in that town as well, yeah. and they would have been like, four glasses of wine? Of course she can drive She's you. Fine. She's yeah. just a stop sign. Who yeah. cares?" And I'm like, "Yeah, still not doing it." Yeah. Uh, so we've weeded off into stand-up comedy, but uh, I I always you're hilarious. I oh, I do remember yeah. that. I remember I think I saw you in the little room in in, in Nebraska, and then I saw you um, at, at that at that weird oh, bookstore, yeah. which was uh, hilarious to me. And you and you kept going. 
I don't know. I'm going to try this bit. <laughs> and, uh, but you kept staring at me, and I was like, I am so sorry I'm in this room. Like, I'm sorry. I put all this pressure on you, Jackie, and I so apologize. But it was funny stuff, so uh, you're fine. It's all working out. And, and welcome to Los Angeles. Are you, you. Are you living here now? No, or? I just am here for a week. I'm, I'm doing, some doing sets stuff. and yeah. hanging out. And yeah. Do you have like a, an album or something? I do. A lot um, of people ask. A lot of people ask before. <laughs> Um, I have a special that just came out. Oh wow! Um, and people can watch that for free on my website. But oh, there it's you legit. go. It like has real money and people behind it. And it right, right. Now people made. actually produce. Yeah, yes. you can just do it on my phone. Right. Um, and then also uh, on August first, Blonde Medicine Records is um, they're releasing the audio of my special just as an album. As an album. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's great. So, and yeah. then you'll sign and I also, up. I have another album um, called Shut Up Calvin too. So. There you go. So plenty of comedy to find out uh, how much you may or may not enjoy Emma Arnold or me, Jackie Cation. I occasionally get an email from somebody going, hmm, she, it wasn't that great, her stand-up. And I was like, uh, oh. didn't need to know. Okay, sorry. Uh, right. Uh, you said the same thing about me, by the way, that oh, I say yeah. um too much. And I'm like, yeah. doesn't. Uh, don't have a horse in that race. Listen to it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> I had, after that Nebraska show, a very old man in a motorized wheelchair. Do you remember we had to do a meet and greet? Yes. I was standing in the meet and greet, and everybody was avoiding me because I had just done a clean <laughs> joke about my son's penis, <laughs> uh, which I, by the way, had never done before. And right before I went on, was like, I think I'm going to try this, which is a real, fail- <laughs> it's a real failing of mine as a comic, because I'm always like, right before I go on, you know what? You have that eight minutes you know, you know work. Let's have a challenge. And I, I do that to myself. <laughs> Let's just throw out the new thing and open with it. And try it. Let's try it. Yeah. Dana Dana Gould is like my mentor. And he's always like, stop doing that. Oh, my God. Put it in the middle. Stop doing that. Dana Gould is a genius and a delight. And he is not wrong. (laughs) Uh, All of those things. And I'm sure he's also a flawed human being. He like came up to me. I was um, standing in the meet and greet. No one was looking at me. And he puttered up on his uh, motorized wheelchair and was like, I don't like your filthy mouth. And then puttered away. And I was like. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. All right. Did you know that Johnny Carson was married a hundred times? Yeah. And he's gross? And was not clean at all. Like, they made us yeah. watch all those videos at the museum, and I was like, he's not a clean comic. Why do we have to be squeaky? Well, he keeps landing into actresses' boobs. Guess what yeah. isn't okay? Yeah. Any number of things in that in, in that sentence. So I don't know why you want to put him up on a pedestal, but me <laughs> doing a clean joke about a child's wee-wee is going to be fine. It was fine. Anyway, so uh, I want to dork out hardcore. About, I'm so excited about this. It's been six years at least since I had Stacey McKenna on talking about bees. So I have forgotten everything I know about perfect, bees. Perfect. You have bees. I have bees. Um, Where do you live with bees? Well, they're not actually at my house. So, oh, thank you. Um, my parents, I have an apartment. Um, <laughs> which, with, and bees. And bees. <laughs> um, but I, my parents, my, so my dad is also a beekeeper. Okay. And his dad was a beekeeper. So you come from bee people. I'm from bee people. That's right. Yeah. So I'm third generation. I mean, technically, because I'm a step kid. I'm a, I'm a step oh, right. bee person. Okay. But um, I was raised by my stepdad. So he he always had bees. He didn't have them when we were kids because my mom was not into it. But he got them. We, when um, I moved back to Boise, I was like, I really want to get bees. And so we started, and we started with two hives. And, and he helped you out to set you up? And he showed, yeah, he showed me how to do everything. And we joined a club, too, and... Um, we we started with two, and then we at one point we had gotten up to um, probably about twenty. Um, he has an acre, so we had ten there. But then we had them all over town, and then he, they also have a cabin up in the woods, so that we had a couple up there too. Although although the bears made it such an issue that we finally were just like, let's do town, honey, because this is so much easier. It's so weird. Um, I I don't think of. 
you had him all over town. What what does that mean? Well, um, so we we had him at my aunt's house and a couple friends' house. Okay, so people who have yards. People you're who, like with gardens. Okay, we would be like, can we put bees back here? You never have to touch them or mess with them. Okay, we'll just come and get the honey, and we'll make sure they're healthy, and we'll split the honey with you. You'll you'll get some honey out of this. Yeah, and also the pollination of your backyard. Yeah. And yeah. people would say, oh, my gosh, we got three times as much, like, raspberries and everything this year. And yeah, it's yeah. totally the bees. So it was kind of a win-win for Yeah, everybody. that's a win. Yeah. How many bees are per, per like, you per had? hive. Yeah. Um, 50 to 80,000. That's a lot on of bees. Of, of the hive. If you have a really big hive, like, we had a what we call a boomer hive for a yeah. while, which you would just <laughs> put box after box after box on. And it probably had, like, 120,000. Do you have a greatest generation hive? Uh, you got a boomer hive? A millennial job? We had a greatest generation. I mean, I know it's a joke, but we did. We had this hive that, oh, did you? that lasted forever. I mean, we, the die-off for the last 10 years has been just awful. Right. And um, so but we had trouble. one hive that lived until last year and it had it was probably like nine years old and we were just we were just like this is this What's is a regular lifespan of a bee? Well the bees the so a honey a worker bee in the summer lives about twenty eight days. Um, a queen can live three to five years depending uh, depending on how well she's laying. They will get rid of her if she's not laying well enough. Also we will kind of watch and L- it, laying and more bee eggs? Yeah laying, Wait, laying how more do- eggs. Do bees grow? Yeah, start start from the beginning of bees. (laughs) (laughs) Let us backpedal briefly. A bee is an animal. Okay, a bug. Okay, (laughs) thank God. Not a mammal. So, uh, so a honeybee. There are three kinds. Three kinds of honeybees. Essentially, you have a queen bee. Okay. And then you have a worker bee. So those are both female. And then you have a drone, which is the male bee. So a queen bee uh, is she's like so she'll. Lay an egg, and that will hatch into a larva. And depending on how much um, royal jelly they feed it, it will become a queen or a worker. If they continue to feed it royal jelly, it becomes a, a queen if they do it longer. So there's Who's really, feeding the, who's the, feeding the larva? Bees. So okay. the worker bees are all female, and they do everything. They guard the hive. They um, do all the feeding. They keep the, the queen um, happy and clean. Um, they go out and forage. The drones are the male bees, and they do literally nothing. They have no stinger. They're, so the queen bee is long and, and a little bit bigger than a worker. The worker okay. bee is small. The drone bee is big and kind of fat. No stinger. Doesn't protect the hive. Doesn't forage. Doesn't do anything other than people always say like, oh, just mates with the queen. But not in the hive because that's their mom. So they go out and they fly in what's called a drone congregation area. And they will there'll be like a big clump of drones up in the air. And a queen's on their virgin. So a queen hatches and then it goes out on a virgin mating flight. One time Mm -hmm. in its entire life, it goes out and it has sex with anywhere from 15 to 20 drones. Some people think a lot more, but that's what I've read. Right. Um, And they have sex. And if a drone drone has sex, when it ejaculates, its spermatheca, essentially its penis, rips off into the queen's body and Uh um, rips out all of its intestines. And it falls to the ground and dies. And the queen flies around with with the testes essentially ejaculating continuously into her. And she'll do that to let's say 20 drones and then she flies back and she stores all of that sperm for her entire lifetime and she uses it as three to five years yeah three to five years and so she's going to lay 1500 to 2000 eggs a day and roughly around two million in her lifetime just depending on how long she lives right yeah well I went from being enraged at the drones (laughs) to not giving a shit oh they also (laughs) throw the drones out in the fall 
because they don't do anything. So in the fall, it's really, really interesting and kind of satisfying to see all these female bees throwing these male bees out and they'll like land in the grass and be like, no, let us back. And they're like, no, you don't do anything. And they'll climb back in and they'll throw them out again. And then they freeze to death. Oh my God. So, uh, wow. So many analogies. Yeah. So many analogies. We don't need to go there because uh, everyone who's listening to this is like, oh, I don't know. I don't like it. All right. Like or I like it. Uh, and parts of it are, it's, it seems so fat. Okay. So that I, all right. My brain has exploded. <laughs> we can move on to the next. Uh, what's the next thing with bees? Well, uh, one thing I think is really interesting too is, um, so the way that bees reproduce essentially a hive. So if you have a survivor hive, that made it through the winter, the um, the the workers oh. will build queen cells, which okay. are like these little tiny long cells at the bottom of each frame. And they'll have the queen lay a bunch of um, eggs, and she, then they'll raise a bunch of queens, and then when they hatch, the old queen will leave with half of the bees to go. And have you ever oh, seen okay. like a swarm? Like you'll see like a clump of bees yeah. in somebody's tree or something. So that is the old queen and half of the bees that went with her. And then in the hive, the new queen, the new queens um, get in a big fight and whoever wins, whoever okay. gets stung to death, is, gets to stay in the hive with the other half of the bees so that the new queen has time to start laying and, you know, kind of get ramped up because it takes right. her like 15 days, I think, to start laying. The old queen will go out and a swarm is my favorite thing in the world is to go collect a swarm. It is the best. Um, so my dad and I belong, we are on like this phone list that yeah. like the fire department and <laughs> pest control calls Okay, you, you really, if you ever have a swarm, don't spray them, don't kill them. That those genetics are so important to the beekeeping world right now because okay. they made it through winter and they yeah. didn't get affected by the millions of things killing bees. So we really need those genetics. So we will go out and collect them. And what we do is we just put a box. So the queen is putting out a pheromone to keep everybody calm because essentially they're traveling with all their resources in their body. Right. They slurp up a bunch of honey and then they all leave. And she's putting out a pheromone that's saying, don't sting anybody. Nobody die. Because a honeybee, of course, dies when it stings somebody. Okay. Um, which we can get into. There's a whole thing about that that's very interesting. Okay. Right down stingers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, she's trying to keep everybody very calm. So we go in and we put like a box underneath her and it's, it's kind of like a basketball made of water. Um, cause, because if you tap the branch, the whole thing of bees will fall down and splash into the box. It's the most fun thing in the world. Just, and it's just an amazing sort of weird wave yeah, effect. Just like, kind of. And, um, and all of the bees will go the bees into the box. We'll go in the box. And then we put a lid on it really fast. And you can tell if you got the queen because all the bees that you missed or that are out flying will go into the box. If you didn't, you can see where she is because there'll be a clump of bees there within five minutes because they can smell that she's there. Right. Now, my dad has been beekeeping for so long yeah. that he does this trick. He doesn't always do it, but... Sometimes you have a You've form. seen him do it. I've seen him do it. There's Sometimes they're not in a fun... Like one time we picked up... On Mother's Day, we picked up a swarm that was against the side of the mall. They're not in a ball. They're not easy to get. Yeah. And so we, what we'll have to do a lot of times is take a bee brush and like brush them down in the box, which pisses them off and you kill bees and they don't You're like right. it. So my dad will, if there's like a bigger clump of bees, reach his hand into the bee ball and feel around until he can find the queen because she feels different than all the bees. So he will reach his hand in. Without a glove? No glove. My dad doesn't believe in gloves. He doesn't believe in suits. Gloves kill bees, Emily. <laughs> gloves kill bees. Well, because then, you're you're not feeling and you're being rough and you're banging things around. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have gloves on, you're slow and zen and careful. Okay. You don't want to get stung. So just reach in, feel around. Oh, there she is. And he, my, so my stepdad is Dutch, 
and the slowest moving, most calm. <laughs> in, like you cannot get him fired up. And he just will just move in real slow and feel around and go, oh, yeah, okay. I think I got her. Okay, here she is. And then put her in the box and dump the bees, and it, it's it's remarkable to watch. That like, sounds amazing, because all the bees will then go to her. Yeah. All the and then everybody's in the box. And then we and wait the, till night to make sure we have everybody. Right. And then we bring it back to the yard, and there are bees now. Oh, and then and then essentially all those bees, you give them a frame. Yeah. So that then they can build their rebuild their lives, because that's yeah. what they've done. They've left the hive so that they can go start a new hive? Yeah, to go start a new hive somewhere. And um, normally they would have to start from scratch. So they would hole up, you know, in a tree or somewhere. Right. And they would have to start all over. We give them frames with a a starter wax. Okay. Or sometimes already all pulled out frames. So all that they have to do is just move in and start collecting honey. Okay. And um, if you do that, like you start getting honey immediately and they start building up really quick. And they eat honey. That's they what do. they're doing. They, yeah. they create honey and then they live off of it. Is they, that the deal? They, um, so they'll visit a bunch of different flowers and they collect nectar with their little honey tongue. And then they come back and they, they spit it into each little cell, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you've ever seen uh, honeycomb. No. But oh, wait. I've eaten honeycomb, so yes. It's the most fascinating. So bees make wax in a little gland, um, kind of like below their chin, if they had one. Right. Um, <laughs> but they pull it out, and then they chew it and shape it, and they make perfect little hexagons yeah. every single time. And it's Every like the, time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's the most fascinating thing to me that these tiny like bugs with essentially no brain, you right. know, like the tiniest little brain, make a perfect little hexagon every single time is... Just the most amazing thing. Yeah. So then they spit the nectar into that, and then they have what's called a honey stomach, which helps absorb water, and they drink it and spit it back and forth until they get the um, percentage of water into it down to about 17 to 19%. Okay. And that that way it doesn't go bad. Like, honey keeps forever. Right. They, find, they found it in, like, pharaoh tombs, and it was still it's still Right, edible, there's so. Pompeii or something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's exactly. like people, oh, they got some honey. I got some honey from Pompeii. <laughs> Do you want to hear the best swarm story of all yes. time? Yes, please. So my dad and I were out. We got a call from this adorable elderly couple, and they asked us to come get... Um, a swarm in their yard. And when we got there, it was on a grapevine, low to the ground, probably two feet off the ground. And it was the biggest swarm I've ever seen. It was probably the size of six basketballs, maybe bigger than that, and and deep. Like, it was just humongous. And so my dad's like, oh, we're going to need another box. Um, So a big thing, like I said, he doesn't like suits. And whenever I put my bee suit on, uh, he's always kind of, like, disappointed in me. And (laughs) if I go suit up, he'll be like, what? And so I'm always, and I'm also, I'm a step kid and I'm always trying to like impress him and get right. him to love me. So I'm always like, <laughs> I'm always like, I don't need a suit. Who's a cool guy? But yeah. this time I was like, I'm getting my suit. Cause, Cause there's, there's too so many bees. Many bees. There's too probably 150,000. And you're bees. never going to move slow enough no, to no. not make them, one of them sting and you. I'm and like, then you've been stung by a bee. <laughs> and once, and also once one has stung you, yeah. they put out a pheromone that says danger, danger. And you're more likely to get stung again. Oh, so lots of, so lots of, yeah. So they'll all attack you. Yeah. And so Essentially I, the, all the, these are all workers, right? These are all workers and who are like protecting yeah the queen they're like oh get her and no home they have no home so they're a little like "Mm, so they're twitchy anyway yeah so we set up two boxes i go put my suit on and he's he's like real bummed out um i'm wearing flip-flops and i start to put my boots on he goes oh my god really with the boots too and i'm like fine i'm not putting the boots on so i don't put the boots on and i don't have gloves or boots but i'm wearing a bee suit Mm -hmm. so we go to dump the hive and when we bang on the um the grapevine instead of going into the box a uh, hundred thousand bees land on my feet. 
just in like a, <laughs> and I look up at him and I can see he's looking at me like, how, how are you going to react to this? Yeah. Are you going to be cool? Or are you going to be, are you going to be cool? <laughs> are you going to be cool? You got a hundred bees, hundred thousand bees on your feet. And he's looking at me and I want to impress him. So I'm like. No big deal. Like, I'm just like, just cool as a cucumber. I'm just standing there. I'm like, you're like, like okay, don't panic. I'm like, just he doesn't just think this is an issue to panic about. No, not at all. In fact, he's really watching to see if I'm just going to hold my ground. I have and to my tell heart you. is pounding. Yeah. And I'm like sweaty. And I'm like, just scoop. We have like a little scoops for when that happens to put him in the box. So I'm just scooping bees and like maintaining Scoop. eye contact. Like, do you see this? Do you love me now? Look at me. I'm just as good as a real kid. Love me. Love me. Love me. <laughs> I'm scooping. And he's looking at me, and I can see he's actually kind of proud of me. He's mm. like, because mm, mm. that's how you win his love is, is by being tough. And that's why I'm yeah. showing him how tough I am. There's Bees. nothing like an old white guy from actual Northern Europe who's just like, no, yeah. no, we eat white food because color is sin. And yeah. you're like, calm down. You're like, okay. okay. Well, he's, second, he's second generation Dutch, but still, okay. you know, he's, he's very okay. classic. Super. So um, I'm scooping, and he's 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 kind of like I can see I've impressed him. He starts the bees start moving from me over to him, and they start crawling up his pants. And I'm watching like hundreds of bees crawl up his jeans, and I'm like, um. Uh, he, there's bees in your pants. There's bees in your pants. There's bees in your pants. Oh, you have through bees. the cuff? Oh, up, like, up up inside his pants. Like, up through. Nope. Yeah. No. And he's not moving. He's just continuing to work. To nice scoop. And, slow. and I'm like, there's bees in your pants. And I'm like, I'm starting to panic because they've moved off of me, but there's yeah. so many bees. And I'm like, bees in your pants. Bees in your pants. There's bees in your pants. Do you want to walk away? Do you need to go handle that? Do you want to handle the bees in your pants? And he's like, no, that's fine. And he just keeps working. So we finish. We get two. It's almost one upmanship. Oh, yeah. You, you get 100 thousand bees in your feet guess what i got some of my groin i got hundreds in my pants in my pants i got pants bees so we finish up and i put the lid on we put the lids on the boxes and he he goes i go are you and i go are you getting stung and he goes yeah and i'm like like a bunch and he goes oh yeah and i'm like (sighs) do you need to go handle and he goes yeah okay so i'm like he's like you finish up here he walks around the side (laughs) of the house but not fast Right. Like, just a man, just an amble. He just Trying ambles to... around the side of the house, just kind of... Mm. And so I finish up, and I'm like, for sure, he's over by the truck freaking out, like, patting his legs yeah. and getting the bees out of it. And I, so I run around the side of the house, because I'm like, I'm finally going to catch him. Like, I'm gonna finally going to catch him. Yeah, like, gross, 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 You're gross. having an emo- emotion and, uh, <laughs> about bees. Instead, that isn't positive. I come around the corner, and he's on the phone. And I'm and I'm like he's maybe he's calling nine one one because he probably at this point I think he'd probably been stung fifty to hundred times. What? So I come around the corner and I'm like, <gasps> and he's like, your mom says the dog got out again. And I'm like, oh, you're on the phone with mom? Did she know you got stung a hundred times? Put the phone down. And he's like, oh well, I gotta go. Emily's freaking out again. And I'm like, you're insane. And later that night, he texts me a picture, and he it was a picture of his his leg, and he had tweezers, and he was pulling out stingers and he had <sighs> just tons and tons but like that just, was like two hours later he wasn't like i gotta get home and get these hundred stingers out right of my right leg. all these bee stingers out of my i can't there's no way you can earn that man's love i mean no <laughs> no clearly you're not gonna beat him in a bee off no. uh what uh what what's the i, I wrote down the word stingers what oh. what are you gonna tell me about oh, stingers? The stingers are so fascinating because yeah. um so does the queen have a stinger the queen has a stinger and okay. she can sting as many times as she wants because her stinger is not barbed the worker bee's stinger is barbed, and that's because – so like a wasp or a hornet, they have a not-barbed stinger because their stinger is designed – they're cannibals. 
Um, well, they're, I mean, what's the word for eating meat? Uh, uh, oh, they're uh, carnivores. Carnivores, that's what I yeah. mean. They're carnivores. They eat other insects. So their stinger is meant for other insects. For hunting. For hunting. Okay. And so it's not barbed so that they can sting other insects. Whereas a honeybee, their stinger is strictly to um, defend against mammals. So their oh. stinger is barbed so that when it stings, say, a bear or something, it can stay in there and pump in as much poison as it can causing as much discomfort. So it's like a trade-off because uh, honeybee sting technically actually has more venom, but uh, which, which is interesting to me because I've always thought a wasp or a hornet hurts way, way more. Right. But I might also just be immune to honeybee stings at this point. Right. Um, but I just always thought that was really weird that they have these two very specialized different stingers. Yeah, yeah. So the workers uh, sting and it's barbed, so they leave the stinger in. Yeah, it rips out their guts. And, they and they're dead. They're dead. And, and it'll then- continue pumping. In fact... Sometimes when I get stung, if I'm teaching a class, like yeah. to show kids, I'll leave it in and show them that you can actually see it continuing to, to <laughs> Pulse. pump venom into you. <laughs> Yikes. Now, wasps and hornets are what? What are those? Those are hunter bees? Yeah. They, um, so you'll see them in front of a beehive sometimes, mm-hmm. and they will just come and pick off a bee and fly away with it and take it back to their babies. And oh, or they'll and eat, eat it there. It. Yeah, they'll just like bite its head off and eat it right there. So we have wasp and hornet traps up to try to help with that. But also they have like guard bees in the front that try to keep them away too. And you'll okay. see like an epic battle every once in a while. Right, Not just right. from um, wasp and hornets. Sometimes you'll have another hive come and try to rob your hive. And you'll, you'll have all these different bees. Like one time I went out to a hive and they were like, tons of dead bees on the front and i was sitting there like oh what's going on but you could see these little darker bees coming in and robbing and they were just a different from somewhere else and they were totally having this big fight and i was like oh well will the bees now i read a short story once (laughs) about honey and will bees just steal honey they will they'll just right from each other oh yeah they're like why make honey yeah. You've made it. If they go Why don't I just like, take oh, it this, back over to the... This hive is not very well defended. Like, you'll have a sick hive. Yeah. Um, some, you know, if I have a sick hive, uh, we'll block the entrance because other bees will just come and take their honey. Like, if there's only 20,000 bees in there, they, they're like, oh, well, this is just free honey. <laughs> so you make it a little harder for them. Right. And, um, and so the queen bee is laying all these eggs. Yeah. A million like over the course of life, yeah. possibly. And they're, the larvae are born or the eggs are dropped yeah the bees are born and then do we know whether they're going to be workers queens or drones yeah so um the drones they will build special drone comb and at this is and this is beyond wild so the difference between a worker and a um a drone is whether the egg has been fertilized or not. So the queen can not fertilize. Okay. An egg and just make drones. And just make a drone. Like her, she, somehow her body knows. Oh, this is worker or this is drone comb. Like they'll they'll make her do that they, by what kind of comb they, oh, okay. they build. So they'll build a bunch of drone comb, which is just bigger and kind of thicker. Mm-hmm. And then she'll go through and lay a bunch of unfertilized eggs in that, and that will all be drone. Another thing that can happen is if you have a queen. If they're- if they're unfertilized, but they're the ones who fertilize the next queen. Uh, so the drones? I, and I, I'm probably not smart enough to explain this uh, correctly. But So essentially, she, when she lays a drone egg, she's only using the... Uh, it's like a haploid um, instead of a diploid. So like if, you, if two people... And I don't know. Maybe this is different for bees. But if two people have a baby, you bring a haploid, he brings a okay. haploid... 
you make a diploid, that's a person. Okay. So I believe that it's the same with a drone where she only basically puts the male genetics into that. Okay. And then that is what the drone is carrying is essentially the Y chromosome, although that's not what it is. It's a different thing. Yeah. It's okay. A different thing. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But well, her body knows how to do that. And I don't, it has been suggested, and I don't know the latest research on it, that queens can actually tap into whatever sperm they, they feel like will be the best for this season. Okay. So that they can kind of, and you'll because even Because they have, that. So they might have 20 yeah. testic, like, sacks of sperm yeah. in them. Yeah. Okay. And and you'll see that where you're like, have like for a season really dark bees, and then the next season they're like fluffy and yellow, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened here? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. We have bees in our backyard, but oh, we don't cool. have a bee, I don't think we have a hive. They're um, just kind of floating around. Right. They're just, we have uh, we have a, a lemon tree and an oh, orange perfect. tree and a fig tree and then a vegetable garden. Oh. So I don't know where they live, but uh, we're psyched to see them yeah. whenever they, and, and we, I think we planted something in the front that's supposed to be good for butterflies. Wait, that's a different dork. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, like what, uh, are there plants to, are there good plants to plant for bees? Mm-hmm. They really like clover a lot. Dandelions, which I know everybody has like such a. They don't like dandelions, but they love dandelions. You're an animal. You're an animal if you don't like dandelions. I know, they're the happiest you, flower. Right. Just go get your mom a, a, a fistful of dandelions they're and just, fall in love again. And the bees love, <laughs> love, love them. So Yeah. Clover, dandelions, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, there's like little, you can buy little bee-friendly mixes. Um, I try to tell people to look and see what's native in your area. Okay. Um, especially because that way you're not just doing honeybees, you're doing all your little solitary bees a favor too. Like you have hundreds of varieties of little tiny local bees. Okay. They don't live in hives, they just live alone and they... Oh, like, that's you know, weird. Yeah, paper cutter bees, all these like cool little... Um, solitary bees. So. They're solitary bees. What, why are they alone? What's happened? Um, it's kind of, it's, it's just a different system. It's a lot like the wasps. They don't okay. live in a whole huge hive. It's they just kind of like mate and then they lay some eggs and then those hatch and, and they don't do a whole huge hive system. Okay, so they're they're they're, they're single they're family dwelling they're jerks and single nobody. family dwelling <laughs> hives. Yeah. And so they make just enough honey for themselves. Yeah. yeah. They're isolationists. Yeah. Fair enough. And survivalist so, bees. Sure. Yeah. Survivalist bees. They've got panic rooms. Uh, fair. Weird. Oh, yeah. that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. They're they're very strange little creatures. Um, you might look into, I don't know for here, but typically um, you're allowed to have three hives in a backyard legally mm-hmm. okay. um, by code. I don't know exactly for L.A. Um, and I actually helped rewrite the code for Boise. Oh, wow. Because it used to be you could only have um, three hives, one to three hives. And there were like all these rules around it that were just kind of somebody who didn't understand beekeeping was like, probably this. I don't know. So the beekeeping <laughs> right. club I'm a part of got together and we, we were like, we want to be able to have six hives. And we helped pass an ordinance so that you could get rid of a lot of that stuff as long as you had water and a fence, which is really all you need. So, Oh, you need to have uh, running water or? Yeah. Um, they drink a ton of water. And uh, it, even if it's running water, honestly, they're going to go to your neighbor's sprinklers because they just want to annoy you, as far right. as I can tell. And so your neighbor's going to come over and be like, there's a ton of bees in my sprinkler. And you're going to be like, here's a bunch of honey. And I love you. And doesn't right. your garden look great? Doesn't, right. Isn't isn't this all working out? I know there's a lot of bees. I had, I had bees. Um, I used to own a house over in uh, the Boise Bench. And um, I moved out but was trying to sell it or rent it. I didn't know. This was after my divorce, and I was trying to figure out what to do with it. And I went back to go pick up the hive, and someone had stolen it, which is a real problem. I've had friends who've, like, who've lost, who've lost like, hives. 50 to 100 hives. People steal hives. They're worth quite a bit of money. Oh, really? Um, and so people will just come and steal them. Yeah. Well, that's nuts. How big are they? 
Um, like, do you need a truck? Yeah, oh, you'd need a truck. Well, I mean, you could throw them in the back of a Subaru, but you're going to have bees in your Subaru, which, by the way, my dad does all the time. Whenever we go pick up nukes, which are like um, how you purchase hives, a lot of times it's just a little box with four frames and a queen and kind okay. of a starter. We went and picked up like um, 10 of those a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago, and you just threw them in the back of the car. And then I was sitting, my mom was in the front, and he, I was sitting in the back, and I'm like, can we roll down the windows? There's like a lot of bees back here. And he was like, ugh. Like the back seat was like filled with flying Filled bees. with bees. Like, I don't know how you're driving around with bees, but I don't. I'd like at least the windows down in the back seat, please. Right, so that it kind of, they, they stay in their box yeah. so that they don't get blown out into the world. And he goes, we're going to lose them. And I'm like, I, I'm kind of okay with losing like 15 bees that are. We could lose 15 bees that are aren't going to sting me and yeah. lose their minds. <laughs> wow. Okay. So then let's talk about what's happening with the bees. Yeah. So, um, it's been when we started. And so my dad grew up in Sacramento, okay. um, outside of Sacramento in like a farming town. That's the name of the, the, yeah. you know, that's the name of the, um, the newspaper, the Sacramento bee. That's right. Oh yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. He grew up in Loomis out, okay. you know, on a farm. And um, when he was keeping bees, you basically, everybody had bees. Mm -hmm. You just had a box in the back and you went out and occasionally grabbed some honey out of it. And you never had to do anything to it. So he's been very frustrated with the fact that now to keep bees, it is so labor intensive. Um, You lose a ton. Like I charge for for honey, I charge $10 a bottle. And people are sometimes like $10. I'm like, I make literally no money on this. Right. Like I'm losing money on honey. I just more sell it because it's fun and people like it. Right. It's such an expensive thing to do anymore because you have to... Uh, we do organic beekeeping as much as we can, and we treat with like uh, with sort of non quote unquote chemical things. But um, so they had a, a mite come over from Asia mm-hmm. called the Varroa mite, which is essentially a tick that okay. eats on bees. And that and a few other things have just like destroyed the bee population. Although there's it's you know it's a lot of things that the CDC, the colony collapse yeah. disorder, a CCD, um, it uh, it's. It's not one thing, from what I understand. It's okay. like a lot of different things. It's it's a perfect storm of it's a, kind of a just perfect a, storm. Yeah, just a shit show of bee killing. Yeah, things that are happening. It's, so there's a tick from Asia that came that, that are killing that, the North American bees because they're they're an invasive species to, to some extent, right? Yeah, basically, our bees had like no um, defense against, against it at all. Okay. So they were just completely ruined by it. And uh, and it happened so fast. Like I have, um, I worked for the Idaho, um, for the Treasure Valley Beekeeping Club for a long time as okay. their community liaison person. And then I went to all the like Idaho honey lobbyist stuff, and I would meet a lot of the commercial guys who had lost like seven to ten thousand hives that season. Wow. Yeah. So like. You know, these are people who've been keeping bees for five generations. That's what their family's done. Right. It's not like they're bad at it. No. They didn't, they didn't kill the bees. Yeah. Something came in and killed all the bees. And they, I mean, I had a couple of friends just quit beekeeping. We're like, we do onions now because like you, you couldn't keep bees alive for a couple of years. Right. It has gotten better because um, a lot of treatment techniques have come through and people are trying. I mean, for a while people were throwing antibiotics and all these other things at it. And it was like, none of that was helping. And now the stuff you have to do is like healthier for the bees, but it's a lot more labor intensive. Um, like, and the other issue is... Is it slowly move your hand up and fondle a bee? <laughs> yeah. You have to touch them gently. It's, it's You're like, like, guys, let me just brush that off you. And <laughs> one at a time. Actually, what we use, one of the most effective things for them is um, a, sh- a powdered sugar dust, 
which is kind of fun to do. We open the hive and we take a flour sifter and we take powdered sugar mm-hmm. and you dust the whole hive with it and mm-hmm. you dust each frame. And um, it makes so well for one thing, it helps the bees will groom each other because they're covered in powder. You'll have all these little ghost bees flying yeah. around covered <laughs> in powdered sugar. Yeah. But they groom each other to get the sugar off. And in that doing that, they pull off all of the varroa mites. Oh, okay. And so we put a sticky board underneath so that when they drop, you can catch all the mites so that they don't go back up. Yeah. Um, that's pretty effective. We use oxalic acid, which is um, – I, I forget what it is. It's it's not super toxic at all. It's like okay. a naturally occurring thing. But we spray that lightly, and it kind of does the same thing. Like it, it fumigates it enough that the ticks drop off. Mm-hmm. And um, But you have to do – and feeding has been another thing. Um, Dr. Randy Oliver is like this, this um, kind of wild-haired – uh, beekeeper guy, <laughs> fancy he, bee dude, fancy bee dude. Look him up. He's a who. I've gone to a couple seminars with him. And What's his name again? Randy Oliver. Okay. Um, super super fun to watch. And if you, he's on YouTube, you can. He does a lot of lot of just gesticulating, and he's very excited <laughs> about bees. Um, but he taught this. Uh, he te- he teaches this feeding technique where basically. One of the reasons the bees are dying is because of monoculture, okay. which is a problem for commercial and hobbyist people, because uh, beekeepers. Because uh, if you're a person who is commercial, you're taking your bees down to the almonds, okay, and you're doing you know almonds, peaches, onions, whatever. But that's all they're getting for oh, okay. for chunks of time, and that's not the way. Like if you, naturally, if you watch the bees come into the hive, they're carrying pollen, and you'll see like red and purple and yellow and white, and there's all this different kind of pollen, and they really need a bunch of different kinds of fats and sugars coming from all different um, avenues, right? And they're just getting just almonds, and they get really, really sick. Okay, but that's kind of the same thing that happens in a, in a city if you just keep bees, you know, like in Boise, which is a small town slash city. Um, but people, so they get the same kind of yeah, flowers. Yeah, Kentucky bluegrass is, you know, there's no food. Yeah. It's a wasteland. Can so. they, Can you rotate crops, like rotate bees? Like can you share bees with different crop people? Well, you can, but it's kind of like I mean, that season, seems laser and There's a season for each thing. So okay. You, so they actually do like a circle where they do, you know, they do all the trees and stuff as they're blooming. They move up. Right. And, and, you know, I think honestly, it's probably cheaper for them to replace hives than it is to move them around uh, and, you know, yeah, yeah. try really hard to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Um, for the hobbyist, you know, you get kind of attached to a hive, which is a little silly because it's a box of bugs, but you do. And <laughs> sure. It's always a bummer. Why like, wouldn't you? We had, we had a winter where everything died and we had Aww. total die off and it was such a bummer. And we, you know, we did the powdered sugar, we did the oxalic acid, we fed really well going into winter. And what do you feed them? Um, um, so pollen patties. We buy pollen patties that are a mix, like they're um, pollen, and then they use something for extra fat. Probably Crisco. Honestly, I have no right, idea. Right, right. But it's probably not anything fancy. And mm-hmm. then we also feed um, sugar water. Okay. So you're trying to just give them, but that's more for um, you know we don't take so much honey that they're going to starve to death. Uh, it's not like they have food. Oh, in the I see. Hive. Right, because they make that. They yeah, make their they own make food. All this stuff they but if need. you're going to take some of the honey, you have to feed them yeah. so that they don't die. We, we always try to leave enough. Like we leave two full boxes of food for them, and and it's not a starvation. Like you'll have hives that you go in, and they have tons of food. Yeah, but they are dead or gone. Okay. Sometimes you'll go, and there's no bees left. And that's and like, the where did CCD, they go? The colony collapse disorder is that's one of the main things around it. Is like if you go into a hive and they're all gone. That's like, it's like this mystery where you're like, because you can usually tell, like we had a hive, some hives freeze to death once. Yeah. We had a really bad winter and um, they had all burrowed into each cell trying to stay warm. And so yeah. you kind of know like, oh, that's too bad. This hive, 
they didn't have enough bees to keep warm. They're like penguins. Okay, they, 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 have, they, they take turns being on the outside. So if there's oh. not enough bees, they'll get too cold. Do you keep them somewhere... I mean, do people keep them where they're heat, where it's heated? Um, commercial people do. They'll okay, have like a warehouse where they move them in and kind of shut the hive up and just leave it. Yeah. Um, for two to three months, the problem with that has become bees have this new. Um, it's essentially dysentery. Uh, it's a virus that came yeah. over, and they they get dysentery, and so they can't. If you have them inside like that, they can't leave the hive to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and they don't like to do it in the hive. They, right, they know they're sick. So the, there's like a lot of issues with that. Then there's die off for that. And there's die off from that. Yeah. Wow. This bee, I can't remember the name of it right now. Somebody will probably tweet it at me and be like, duh. Um, <laughs> and they, as they should, because I should know. But it's this, this virus that just, and then there, there's also, there was an Israeli virus that came over um, and that made it so they were born with like stunted wings. There's foul brood, which is like the foul worst brood. thing to get. We got foul brood once. Um from some infected hives that someone gave us that infected all of our bees. And we had to burn. You have to burn everything. You have okay. to burn all the bees. You have to burn all the, the frames. Because because they will just infect everything. And so it was so heartbreaking. I have pictures. My dad and I are like, my mom took pictures. We're like, Mah. we're just throwing frames into this fire. Oh. Sucked. Um, but And then you have to buy, re. I mean. And then you have to re-up every, all your equipment. And, and so and, how much does it cost to set up, like, like if I wanted one frame of bees in my backyard? <laughs> have to get a box. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. One box, not one frame. That'd be weird. A single no. family dwelling of bees. <laughs> so how, how do I get the loner bees? Um, no. That probably all total be like $300. Okay. I don't know. To exactly. set up one box. It might be cheaper where up in Boise, but just mm-hmm. to set up one box, it's under 500 for sure. Okay. Um, you got to buy the box and all the frames. Mm-hmm. A smoker is a good thing to have. Um, one veil so that you have it, you know, the beekeeping veil, so we, you have it. We have a grill that's a smoker. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Perfect. You Probably not. Over <laughs> no, We're going to make some little, barbecue. The okay. little smoker thing that you use to... Oh, so there's like a... You might have seen it in movies and stuff. It's like a tube. Yeah. You put stuff in it, and then it has like a... A, a, a squeezy? Okay. And that you can blow smoke into the hive. Okay. Because they smell the smoke and then their little brains go, forest fire. And then they'll go and start eating honey and you can mess with them. And it, it also keeps any, it dampens down the pheromones, like the danger pheromones. Because okay. they can't smell, if, if some of the bees are like, hey, we don't like this. Yeah. Um, you, they can't smell each other as well. So it's a, it makes them calmer. Okay. We don't always smoke. Like I said, my dad is like, you just got to move slow. And he's right, actually. Yeah. But occasionally you'll get a cranky hive and I'll be like, I'm going to get the smoker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you smoke Cranky, and uh, and so so you have like if it's one box and it's twenty to a million bees. How many how many are in a box? Um, if you had one, just one box, you probably should always have two. Okay, you want to have a brood box and then a honey box. Okay, so that they can kind of move back and forth as needed. Um, with that, fifty thousand bees probably you'd have would be a 50, healthy. Oh, healthy that'd be a healthy hive. And in the summer, you'd put honey boxes on, and that's yours to take. Okay. So once they filled up the honey box, you start, you can be like, okay, they're healthy. Now I can add boxes and take whatever honey is excess. Okay. Oh, because they have one box to eat off of. Yeah. And then the extra honey box would be for. And how much honey does one does two boxes create? Do you think? Um, so it really just depends. It varies. It I'm just sure. depends on the bees, and that's the funny thing about the genetics. You know, is is you're always kind of looking for a mellow hive mm-hmm. with a good dis- disposition with survivor genetics that makes a ton of honey. So we've mm. had. I mean, we've had hives that we've gotten um, that that gr- uh, greatest generation hive. Yeah. We would sometimes get, um, I don't know, eight or ten gallons. Okay. Um, over the course of a season. Right. And and they were like just 
they just produced and produced and produced. And that hive was so big. We would throw a box on and then we would just have to keep pulling boxes because it's like you don't want to tower them, you know, you want to right. get them. But, uh, and, and we would like split them and make two hives and like try to always be like, okay, 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 that's. <laughs> but also, they were dicks. Um, <laughs> they were, they were stinging and they, we had them um. kind of by themselves and we would, wasn't one of the hives we would have other people get into with us because, mm-hmm. um, they were very stingy. They were these tiny little black bees. People always ask me about the Africanized genetics. Cause okay. you, I don't know if you remember, nope. this was a big deal when I was a kid, African bees, um, Somebody brought over the African bees are different. They're totally different than the European bees that we have. And wait, are there bees? Wait, l- before we sure. go into uh, different continent bees, uh, <laughs> um, what are are bees native to North America? No, they are your. So every bee that we have, every honeybee that we have is European, wait. or Australian. So how did how how did things get pollinated before? The crazy world of bees. So, well, there were still bees, but they were like bumblebees, solitary bees. There were there were not honeybees here okay. before the Europeans brought them. So they so brought not native. So regular bumblebees and stuff, they pollinate and yeah. they do the thing. Mm-hmm. But these are the loner bees. These are the bees yeah. that are small, like tiny groups. Yeah. Not not yeah honeybee combs. Okay, and so in Europe they have honeybees. Yeah, and in Africa they have honeybees, but they're. Very a, a different. different kind of brand. Yeah, they're or, very different. And uh, so the European honeybee, they have bred for, I mean, thousands of years, essentially, to be calmer and to produce more honey. Um, the Africanized bees are still very wild in yeah. a lot of places. Wild uh, bees. Wild bees. Not, uh, they call them feral, but I'm like, they're all feral, technically. Right. Uh, they're not really domesticating uh, Yeah, you're not, you, don't, you don't have a lot of domesticated bees in your life. I'm feral. Yeah. Anyway. But they, um, so they live in smaller groups. They don't have winter, so that they are not packing away a bunch of honey. Oh, okay, also, so they don't produce as much. They don't, they don't have to. Well, they produce a lot of honey, but they don't, they are much, much more aggressive. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's because they had to protect themselves more? Or? Um, I, I think probably because they can get away with it. Because a European honeybee, you're always thinking winter, 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 oh, winter. Save so your energy, bee, save your energy. Yeah, if you lose okay. a bee, it's a big deal to okay. a, a European hive. I think to the African hives, it's a, they, they are more about getting a lot of honey going and then protecting it from other bees and, you know, okay. uh, from predators. So. Um, somebody in South America thought, oh, I know, we'll get rid of the varroa mite by bringing over these Africanized bees, which are pretty immune to them. Okay. Um, they, they are not bothered by them. Um, Where'd the mite come from? Asia. Asia. Do, which does Asia have bees? bees? Yes. They also have bees. They're smaller. They're um, smaller than the European honeybee. I don't know a ton about the Asian bees. Actually. Fair enough. Fair. Um, it's a different episode of the Dirt Forest. Yeah, I'll have just to do Asian my bees. Shame Who, on me. Who's out there? Anyway. <laughs> Asian bees. <laughs> I want to meet them. Soulmates. Soulmates. Soul <laughs> um, <laughs> in so. 1979, the Chinese government said Asian bees could only have one more bee. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, go. Um, so they brought the Africanized bees over to South America, and then of course they s- escaped. And um, they started. Oh, infil- of course they did. They started moving north, and in the eighties, it was this big thing. Like, will Africanized bees get to America? Were they the killer bees? The killer bees. Yes, they that were was the, the whole thing. That was a whole thing. They were so scared. 
Killer bees. Killer bees are coming. There's going to yeah. be a movie. It, it, we're, um, California's done. Like, there's not going to be any more California and Texas. Right, and it's going to, and there's going to be an earthquake. It's going to fall into yeah. the ocean. <laughs> you guys, a lot of things were predicted. That nothing's happening. Nothing's okay. Um, but they came, so they came up through Mexico and into some of the warmer states, Arizona. And there have been some deaths, like a I, I few years, I mean, it was probably 10 years ago at this point. I remember seeing an article about someone who was jogging, ran into a clump of Africanized bees. And so they are hyper aggressive and they do not like car, like they follow you for carbon dioxide. So when you exhale, is that dioxide or monoxide? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dioxide. It's dioxide. Um, so when you exhale, they're attracted to that. So they will sting the crap out of your mouth and they will not stop singing. So the other thing is, it's like a European hive. Let's say you go and you stick a stick in it and you piss them off mm-hmm. and you run. They'll chase you for like a hundred yards. Whereas the Africanized bees are more aggressive and they will chase you for like <laughs> a mile. Like they will, they are relentless and they are like, no. Those are Wakandan bees. They are, they are like, please bees. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and we will not be colonized. No. You will take yeah. it on the arches. They're not taking it. Oh my God, that's awesome. And so people forever were always like, what about Africanized bees? Whenever they would find out I was a beekeeper. Um, but the interesting thing that's actually happened is, well, for one thing, since they don't overwinter, they yeah. were never going to be a problem where I was at anyway. Oh, right. So they only could go so far. Because Idaho has winter. Yeah, we have a pretty good winter. Yeah. So anywhere. And with, so they're going to die, yeah. essentially, because they, they, they're not set up for it. Yeah. So they moved up into California, Arizona, Texas, some of the warmer parts. And, and I, you know, people were pretty worried about it for a while. But then what I you started seeing was they were mixing with the European honeybees. Right, right. They, it was it was. I'm sure they were getting laid. Yeah, and yeah. genetically, actually, it kind of did a good thing for the European stock because it was like, oh, these are actually pretty immune to the dysentery and the mites and everything else. Yeah. Whereas the European honeybees had gotten, you know. Pretty almond complacent. Fat. Almond fat. Yeah. <laughs> They're just hanging out. Another great political analogy about the European honeybee, you guys. And so what uh, – okay, so so it's actually been working out a little bit yeah. uh, in, in favor because of diversity and, yeah. and, and different things are taken. And so now that's a hardier bee. It's a hardier bee. And we're actually part of a um, – um, the University of Washington gives away queens that have like survivor genetics. They'll give them away to beekeepers as long as you track their progress. And okay, them. so we got a bunch of like super queens that had been artificially inseminated with like the perfect sperm, right? And um, and you just try to see like uh, you have to do a bunch of stuff like you have to do mite count and all this other stuff to be a part of the program. But it right. was really interesting to see how they performed. Just you know. Ba- next to a hive that we got in someone's garage, right? To just be like, which which is healthier, which is doing better yeah, yeah. here? Yeah, it was it was a fun season to do it. Okay, and then what is how long is the season? Uh, so a uh, season is for us is typically like April to about October. Okay, we harvest um, once in the spring and once again in the fall. Okay, and um, the honeys are very different. Uh, spring honey is very light, fruity. And the oh, because har- of the fruit trees. Yeah, because of the fruit trees and all the spring flowers. And then the fall harvest is like fireweed and sage. And they that tends to be kind of like spicier and, oh, wow. and darker. Oh, wow. Yeah. We won the state no, I, fair once. No, did you no. win the... The blue ribbon. It was so great. I'm sure, I'm sure your dad was like, so it's done. Uh, <laughs> oh, we were like um, our secret, and I, we're not going to get into it again. So I can tell our secret was that we strained our honey with pantyhose. That's my dad's... Um, Sacramento Fair secret because no, everybody does it in cheesecloth. Gross! You're leaving white particulate 
and your honey. Got to use those pantyhose. That's my dad's. The legs egg, you guys. Get it going on. Bunch of, bunch of blue ribbon listeners out there now. Exactly. Now's the time. Now's the time, you guys. Get into the ground floor. So, um, so how much time does it take to have bees? Like if you if I had two boxes, mm-hmm. what what's the labor on that? It's a very low key hobby. Yeah, um, you know you can go on the road and do stand up. Yeah. By the way, I'm talking to Emma Arnold. You guys should probably <laughs> know that uh, we're 47 minutes into this. Uh, it's at I am a road trip, road trip, and uh, it's emmaarnoldcomedy.com. So yep. whatever. Yeah. There you go. Um, it. You How know, much work? So probably if you had one hive, I always say to get two because one will die. And um, so if you have two, then you feel like, man, we're crushing this. And, yeah. Um, two hives, you need to get into them in the spring twice a month. In the in the fall, you need to make sure you're feeding them and putting them good. I Probably it's very different to keep bees here. I, yeah. You know, I'm used to a winter schedule. But I would there's say there's probably a bee club. There's oh probably definitely for a bee sure. Club. I can't believe I've never actually looked it up and attended. Now that you're yeah. saying that, uh, <laughs> now that you're hanging out in LA like, for a week, oh, oh, you're crap. like I bet you there's a bee club here. Where are the beekeepers at? Hey, <laughs> uh, tweet at me if you're a beekeeper in LA. I want to come see your bees so bad. Oh yeah, my God. yeah. Let there be bee. Let I there be know bee sharing about how different it is down here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, basically in the spring and fall, you need to get into them and check them and make sure they're laying and make sure they're not going to swarm and in the fall you need to make sure they're feeding them otherwise once or twice a month is plenty my dad my dad fucks with them i'm always like leave them alone but he loves to get in there it's his you know it's like right. his happy place and so yeah, he's yeah. always like i gotta get into the bees and i'm like no you need to just let them <laughs> do their thing and he won't he i don't want to swim with them. dolphins either i always think how rude <laughs> how rude <laughs> they're to live their life <laughs> yeah they're just bees they're just let them let, let them be bees, bees yeah. you guys yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious what okay so um when you say you should have two hives do you mean two boxes two or? boxes okay yeah, yeah. So two queens two queens yeah um and that also helps because Sometimes you'll have a queen who's not doing as well, and you can pull brood from one hive and put it into the other. As long as you brush off all the bees, you're just basically putting in babies okay. for the other hive to have and raise and use, okay. which is really helpful to be able to move brood back and forth. Okay, yeah. so that they can uh, – the only brood I know of is a Marvel uh, comic <laughs> book uh, bad guys. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and one good brood. Uh, one, of course – a classic comic book moment when they're just like, not everybody's bad. This one brood is okay. And so it does make any, it's a, a, the, the brood kind of look like, um, a, in that movie aliens. Uh-huh. So it's the mouth that comes out of the oh, mouth. Okay. It's all very super creepy looking Ooh. anyway. But so, um, what else about bees? I mean, literally we're in the last five what minutes here. What else about bees? What else about bees? And where are you going to be doing stand up? Um, uh, so this you said this is coming out late June, yeah, ish. Um, I will be at High Plains Festival. In oh, Denver. I'm doing High Plains. Are you? Oh, yeah, fun. Oh, I'll see. You. Yeah, and I'm also doing. I'm doing a night before and a night after. Oh, fantastic. like a Fort Collins and a. Oh, yeah. Some other town oh, in Colorado. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, Colorado, yeah. for having other towns. Lots of towns and I'm, I think I'm doing a live dork forest. And, oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, oh, the High Plains. So great. you're going to that. That'll I'm be great. going to that. And then after that is... It'll be great to meet again. Yeah, I meet that's, again. I'll be like, Emma Arnold, so nice to meet Emma you. Emma Arnold, you might remember. <laughs> bees. Bees, I do bees. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, that is like a, a personality thing of mine where I just assume no one ever remind, remembers me. Me too. So I just introduce myself over Thank and over. Thank God. And I love you for it because I do it. Yeah. I introduce myself to, this is my favorite story about this is that um, 
David Cross, three years every time I saw him <laughs> until finally he was like, Jackie Cation, I know. And I was like, And people assume I'm not remembering them, but it's totally the opposite. It's right. not that I'm like, I usually. Oh, remember I don't them. remember them either. But the thing, but at least, I, it, in my opinion, just hit reintroduce yourself a hundred oh, times. Time. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. Yeah. What do you care? Yeah. It's then everybody knows everybody's name and it doesn't get awkward. Yeah. Cause th- and we can resume the conversation that you've had with me a billion times Exactly, Perfect. and it'll be fine. <laughs> so you're going to that. I'm going to that. And then when is in, that? Uh, it's in August sometime. I can't okay. remember, mm-hmm. but then also in September is my festival, our festival. Um, we do, the Boise one. Uh huh. We do, um, we do it September 6th through 9th. It's 208 fest and it's a blast. Kyle Kinane is our main headliner, but our, Look at our lineup uh, on our website. We have the most amazing lineup. And people fly in from Chicago. Like, tons of people come to it from all over the place. Last year, somebody came from Australia. I was like, Oh, my gosh. Whoa. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's a really fun festival. Oh, here's something. Andy and I are taking the moms to Yellowstone. Oh, fun. Where uh, we will probably see some flowers. Oh, perfect. And we may or may not see some bees. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we will see bears from far away. You know, I've never been. Which We've never, none of us have ever been. Right, you're yeah. close to yeah. Yellowstone. For we we went like five or six years ago. We went to Yosemite for the mm-hmm. first time, and Andy had never been. And I was like, "You grew up in this state." Yeah. He's like, "You know how big the state is." <laughs> and he said, "I've seen a lot of sequoias." Is that something? <laughs> and uh, so we go, we go to. Um, we're going. But he's driving with them because I'm doing Cluster Fest. Oh, okay. Uh, in San Francisco, and so he's driving with them to Yellowstone. Oh. I am flying like a person to Yellowstone, <laughs> but then we are going to drive and go look at the uh, Mount Rushmore oh, fun. before it's blown up or yeah. anything happens or someone goes, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to go look at that. Uh, I've seen it. It's, I don't know if you've ever seen no, Mount ever Rushmore. Seen uh, quick, quick summation of what looking at Mount Rushmore is. Wow, that's amazing. Where do you want to get lunch? Yeah. Uh, because, I yeah. mean, what are you going to do yeah. with it? You're not going to get to no, climb around it. it like Cary Grant. Yeah. It's like uh, you're going to have to, you're going to look yeah, at it. Exactly. You're going to go to the gift shop. Ah, cool. And then you're going to hit it. And then we're going to go to Deadwood because Andy liked that TV show. Oh, yeah. And um, that's adorable. <laughs> it is. I'm hoping we get pictures taken as old timey cowboys. Oh, you have to. Uh, there will be a place. With the moms dressed up like they work in the brothel. Like, yes. That's what you have to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. They have like. to be yeah. prostitutes, mm-hmm. except for I'm pretty sure Fran. Fran's not going to want to be a prostitute. She's going to want to be a cowboy. Yeah. Because she looks – Fran actually uh, reminds me of – did you ever see Deadwood? Uh, no. Uh, whatever. But uh, uh, not Calamity Jane, but whoever uh, – Annie Oakley? Annie Oakley, I think it was. Nah, who knows who it was. But whatever. She looked like – she looks – Fran's a tough old bird. You got to give Fran a gun. Is that your mom or Andy's mom? Uh, it's Andy's uh, stepmom. Oh, okay. So Andy has two moms. So his mom is Chris, and oh, uh, yeah. and Chris Chris would make a nice whore. Well, <laughs> me and Chris can dress up like prostitutes, That's and then <laughs> Andy and Fran could be the cowboys. Perfect. Uh, or Andy could be the whore. Perfect. Uh, yeah, he's, three, he's willing. Three cowboys and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just fine. Uh, I've t- again weeded off on you, but I think that th- I think that there will be bees, and um, and everyone should go see the the Boise Festival. What's the website for the uh, Boise? Two zero eight comedyfest dot com. Comedy Festival dot com. Okay, and Emma Arnold Comedy dot com. And at I am a road trip. Do you have a podcast? Um, you know, I have a few that are <laughs> they come and go. My I have a podcast with my oldest son. 
uh, where we watch scary movies and then we talk about them. My son's autistic and we talk about, cause he can't be, he, I don't, this isn't necessarily an autism thing, but he cannot be scared. So we started oh. amping up trying to find something that would scare them. People were giving, <laughs> and nothing has worked so far. Wow. And you He's say like, that oh. you're, and you say that's your stepfather. <laughs> that is your biological. Oh, no. <laughs> nurture, nurture for sure. <laughs> Well, it was. I, it, he loves horror movies, um, and that's is awesome. So interested in them, and so we started watching them. And I, you know, I was really sheltering him and was yeah. like, "I don't know. I think this is too much for you." And it was like the you know starter horror movies. Right. Also, I never watched any of that stuff. So what has ended up happening is like I cried during yeah. the Conjuring, and he was like, "Mom, ghosts aren't real. This is so dumb." And I'm oh. like, "But it's scary." And, <laughs> But we that we have that. I would actually that would be kind of fascinating to watch it with someone who can't be scared. Yeah, it is really interesting, and and I've even. It, is it like, Mystery Science Theater three thousand a little bit where he'll comment on it as you watch? Oh, he yeah, and he's hilarious. So he commentates through like the whole thing. He's oh, the funniest fantastic. person in the world. Yeah, fantastic. So What's the name of that podcast? All gone now, spooky. What is it? All gone now, spooky. All gone now. All gone now. That was his first sentence. Okay, as a, a baby. So, uh, yeah. Well, adorable. And, yeah, he's super, super And Rangers, funny. they listen to some podcasts, you guys. Oh, you should listen to it. It's great. He stopped doing it with me like a year ago or like okay. six months ago because he said he's trying to get a girlfriend and girls don't think it's cool when you do a podcast with your mom. He's not wrong. No. Uh, no. So <laughs> you're like, but, but. But. Some girls like, do, maybe. but maybe later you'll be happy that we. How many episodes are there? Like twenty? There's quite a few. Yeah, okay. there's quite a few, and um, and they were so fun to do. I keep hoping he'll come back and and be like, well, you guys will have those to listen to too. Yeah, with his children. Yeah, that's what? True. Come, what's All happening? Right. <laughs> All right, it's been an hour. Thank You've you been so a much. delight. This is so fun. Thank you, and Rangers. You know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?